I would say the word soul, like what is really me is right there and it has all the answers. Welcome to today's episode of Passionate Pursuits, powered by Quirin's Coaching, LLC. I'm your host, Bridget Quirin's. My mission for this podcast is to help you flourish by exploring how ordinary people are using their strengths in extraordinary service to the world and inspiring you to do the same. If you hang out in this community of dynamic visionaries long enough, you might just find yourself transformed. Subscribe now and check us out at quirinscoaching.com. Today, I have the pleasure of chatting with Heather Doherty, an Usui Reiki master and teacher at Reiki with Heather. Thanks so much for joining us, Heather. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, I can't wait to hear about this. You're our first Reiki practitioner who we've had on. So can you just give us an overview of what it is that you do? Um, I sure can. So Reiki, if you're not familiar with what Reiki is, is um, a form of healing energy that is intuitive. So what happens during a Reiki session is the practitioner will channel the Reiki energy through her third eye, outer hands into her clients. But Reiki can be used. Uh, It doesn't have to be in person. I don't have to physically be touching someone energy can can move across distance can move across time um and reiki can be used for on humans on pets on plants on situations on places on intentions um it can be a really powerful thing it amazes me every time so how did you come to learn about reiki That is such a good question because I've asked myself this a number of times. Where did I first hear the word Reiki? And I'm really not sure. I did have a friend who went through training, but it was like barely a topic of discussion. And then one day I was like, I I went through a, a point in my life where I was looking for something. I didn't even know what I was looking for. I honestly didn't know. And I went to have a Reiki session. I, I heard about it. I don't know, again, don't know where I heard about it. I was like, let me try this. So went, had it. Amazing. Immediately looked for a teacher. In fact, I had one in the same location I received my session at. Um, and I started my training within months. Really it was cool. amazing. Yeah. When you went. What exactly was it that you were searching for or looking for? I don't know, but I knew that was the first step. Um, And I think that's really important because I still don't know what my end goal is in, in this path I'm walking or this life. Um, But I keep picking up the next step. I keep Mm. like being turned in the direction that I need to be turned into, you know, things start coming into my awareness and I'm like, "Hmm, that's very interesting. I need to, I need to follow that and see where that leads. 
So that that's what I'm trusting. What does it feel like both knowing that you are looking for something, but then also when you had that experience of that something coming into you, like, what was that physical feeling? Because people will talk about actually being able to point to a space where they feel it. And I've never thought about that, but immediately I was like, like, this is the space whenever I, um, and I may backtrack for a second or go off a diagonal here. Yeah. But whenever I am looking inward, this it's right here. When I'm looking for myself, it's right here. So maybe for our listeners, for, other people. for our listeners, you're pointing <laughs> oh, to your heart center. <laughs> I have my heart yeah. center. Yep. <laughs> you can't see it's my heart center. Um, that's always where I look. And I don't know if that's the same on everybody, but that's where I, I, I look for, to me, I would say the word soul, like what is really me yeah. is right there. And it has all the answers. It's just the rest of me hasn't caught up yet. The mind, the body isn't quite sure. Um, so to answer your question about what it felt like to be looking for something, I was, I'd have to say I was looking for a deeper meaning in my life. Um, I was mom, love being mom, wife, love being wife, daughter, friend, loved it. But there was this feeling of something else missing. I, I did grow up in a Catholic church, but that wasn't something I was still drawn to. Um, nothing against, I just wasn't. I was looking for something, some more purpose. Of course, motherhood is so important, but there was something else. There was something, it was taking care of everybody else. I felt like there was something that would bring more fulfillment and take care of me. That was what I was looking for. So receiving Reiki for the first time brought into awareness for me, almost a world of, I'm going to say the word magic. And everybody will have different words to say. Um, not magic tricks, just this energy that is in us and around us and is our world. How powerful that really is. How you could actually utilize it um, yourself for the benefit of others. How you can make a difference just focusing that energy where it was perceived as needed at the time. And it opened a whole new world to me. And I love whole new worlds. I love Harry Potter, <laughs> you know, um, the magicians, if you've seen that on Netflix, like a whole new world. I And I, I think I was drawn to that kind of stuff for a reason. So energy healing, that's what I was looking for. I didn't know. Do you have a sense that when you were younger, you knew that, that there was something else? Looking back, it's, it, it's really strange because I, I had a wonderful childhood. Um, but there's so many things I don't remember. Mm. And, and it's something I'm realizing right now, but I'm going to go along the lines with like, did, did I, did I see people or things that weren't really there? I didn't have that experience, but was I fascinated and drawn 
to like, I don't know, witches and fantasy and all that, like really all this stuff could actually be there and we just don't know it. Um, that was happening. I was always drawn to once I learned about shaman and healers, ah, uh, oh, amazing. Like I would never be able to be a doctor, mm. but the thought of helping someone release something so deep um, inside them in an energetic way that would better their life and those around them. There's, I couldn't think of anything better to do than that, than be able to bring that into the world. I, I hear this a lot when I'm talking with people and having these types of conversations that our childhood self always knew what we needed or what our purpose was. And that if we can just get back to the curiosities and the excitement that we had as a child, that will often lead us in the direction that we feel we're missing as an adult. I absolutely agree with that. I think there was some journaling activity that I came across one time that was that really just focused on on yourself as a child. Mm-hmm. What excited you? What interested you? What could you spend all day doing? Um, so I would I completely agree with that. And now I, I know more and I know about inner child work where I can kind of go into my heart space and look for that little girl and young teen, whatever Mm -hmm. stage first comes to mind. Um, And what I'm able to do is send that version of me, Mm. like love and energy. And I do feel like it strengthens myself going forward um I, I i am of understanding that time is like everything's kind of happening at once i'm accepting that so doing focusing on that past self of myself does make this version of myself stronger like it, it, it more confidence it's hard to explain because that that whole thought process is to most people, even <laughs> myself. That's okay. That's all good. Um, I do ask people a lot when I'm coaching and, and interviewing, what did you get in trouble for as a child? I was really good. good. Um, I mean, compared to some, I would anything pick on my brother I was jealous of my brother or um maybe I don't even think maybe being too lazy and not doing my chores maybe Mm -hmm. staying on the phone too late as I got older um I was a generally good kid I think of it when I was a kid I I would get in trouble for silly things but like carrying too many rocks in my pockets Anytime we went somewhere, I, that. I, I would fill my pockets with rocks. This is true to this day because I just took my kids to Chimney Bluff State Park up here on Lake Ontario, and it is a rock beach. And mm-hmm. it was like 
kid in a candy store. It was, I mean, my kids, I, all of us, we brought multiple bags because I knew we were coming <laughs> home with rocks. They're now all over my space here. Um, still true to this day and climbing I trees. I was always in trees. We would go to a playground and I would climb a tree and not play in the playground. Makes sense. You know what my cousin, my cousin and I did do was always um, play like restaurant at her house. She had all these things. She had trees that had these cool pods, like seed pods oh, that would yes. come down. She had the mulch. She had like different leaves. So we, I would collect them all and then I would like plate them. And I remember I loved doing that. Absolutely. Loved doing that. Loved being in the pool and being a mermaid in the pool. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? So, yeah. Yeah, I do see. I'm like smiling because I love yeah. that. And now here I am. I also want to study like the healing power of plants. And I was just going like, to say. Oh, look at that. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it takes a while, but you can always connect these things I find. So you had said when we were talking previously, when that moment of, I guess, awakening or whatever you'd like to call it was happening, it wasn't necessarily that you were aware of it right then. So can you explain that a little more? Yeah. So like I said, I didn't realize how I came across Reiki. Once I did, I booked an appointment. I was amazed. I wanted to be a teacher. My teaching training, I guess I expected this like powerful spiritual experience. It it was just a class. It was just a class. Um, It felt good because we received Reiki. That felt great. But there wasn't some big like now I'm this amazing Reiki master and I have all, <laughs> there wasn't, I went back home, you know, I had to make dinner that night, all that. But if I look at my life then and before then, and I look at my life now, and I'm trying to calculate how many years that has actually been five, five-ish, six-ish years. Um, it's such uh it's like a night and day difference of who I am. I almost can't picture how I felt before that in my life, before I had that in my life where to try to think of it now, I'm like, I must've felt so empty. Mm-hmm. Part of me must've felt so empty. Still loved being a mom, loved all that. I, I did. I really did. And I still do, but I must've been, so empty. Maybe I was too busy to realize. I don't know, but I can just, I can't even picture what it felt like to be me then. It sounds kind of strange. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Shifting a little bit when you're on your side of Reiki as a practitioner, Mm -hmm. what is that experience like? It's so neat. Um, I'm impressed Every single time I do Reiki for someone. So a lot of my sessions have been remote, especially with COVID. Um, I don't have an actual physical place that I do it now. But I I set a space for myself. I usually play meditative music for myself, even though they can't hear it. Um, 
and I connect, I kind of open up, connect, have the Reiki start flowing. And then if you were to see me, I'm trying to like picture how it feels. Um, I start feeling some tingling or pressure in my hands. I know Reiki is flowing. And maybe before the session, I'm like, oh, I hope this is going to be good. I hope they're going to feel it. That has no place in the session. Like Reiki's intuitive. It's going, it, it does its thing. What that person needs, it's going to happen. And there's this calmness that comes over me. And I never do a session being like, okay, focus on the head first and then work your way down. I'm just, my arms are moving. Sometimes I have a pillow that um, in front of me that represents the person. Lately, I just kind of picture the person there mm. and my eyes are closed. And I'm, each each one's different. I'm kind of doing this. I'm kind of doing this. I might be pulling some stuff out. Um, and it's just this calm, wonderful feeling. And then I can, the sensations in my hands are really strong. In fact, they are right now. I can feel it. Um, and, yeah, I can feel it too. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. And um, it's just awe-inspiring. And what I do, I usually text the person after a lot of my sessions are at night. And um, I recommend that because you can just, after a session, um, this is also why I like remote sessions myself, is you can just be in this like blissful, freaky coma state, half awake, half asleep, which is my favorite place to be, uh, to be honest. I love that space. Um, don't disturb it. I'm like, you guys, I'm going to let you know when I'm done in case you're interested in knowing when you could text me, you know, the next morning or later, there's no rush to answer that text when you hear it ping. Um, so they'll text me later and I'm always amazed at what they felt. It's, it's always, it's, it's different. It can be, they might feel, um, chills or heat on their body little vibrating of energy uh, I've had one person say that they had they saw a light figure in their room um another I oh I know when I've received it I've um it was really neat because the my practitioner at the time was very intuitive I would like almost doze off and I tend to do this during um guided meditations mm. I like to think that it's my subconscious coming through because my consciousness is so busy talking all the time so I would start to like almost fall asleep and I was always worried I was going to fall asleep and miss the experience I know I'd still get the benefit <laughs> but I wanted to be conscious and I would I thought I was falling asleep and dreaming because I would almost like see things like a dream in the practitioner at times like you know if you see you have little visions I was like oh my god those are visions there probably there's a message coming through. So any thought that comes in, it's probably some clarity that you're looking for. Um, lots of times, the biggest thing is people feel like they're melting into the bed, mm. the chair, whatever. It's just deep relaxation mm -hmm. and well-being. They sleep well. They have good interactions the rest of the day. Yeah, um, it's amazing. It's so amazing. I love watching you talk about this. I wish the viewers could see because you have a huge smile. Even your eyes are smiling. <laughs> That's what it does. That's, That's great. what it does during my, my sessions too. That's probably the look on my face. I think yeah. I 
I tend my mind usually likes to go and I'll worry and then at some point like the Reiki starts and I'm just like ah and just do whatever I'm intuitive and guided to do. Uh, I've had light language come in recently. Mm. Um so I just roll with that. Not that they can yeah. hear that, but I do yeah. feel like the frequency holds is is important mm-hmm. to the space. So yeah, it's amazing. It's like me being charmed by that other world, yeah. this unseen yeah. force that is so loving. Yeah. When someone goes into Reiki as the receiver, mm-hmm. is there necessarily anything they need to do? Do they need to set an intention? Is there a space that they should be in sitting, laying down, anything that they would need to do? Yeah. So I recommend number one, since I'm not on my session anymore, be in a replace where you're not going to be bothered, where you don't have to worry about anything in your surroundings. Mm-hmm. Um, get comfortable because like I said, it's really relaxing. Why would you want to like be sitting up straight, you know, yeah. let your body soften and set that intention to receive this healing energy. Mm-hmm. Those are the most important things. You receive it, you're going to soften that. It, it'll be easier for the energy to flow. Coughing's fine. Sneezing's fine. Burping's fine. Mm-hmm. Yawning's fine. Having to move is fine. It's ways of energy that has been stuck, that is being loosened and brought to the surface. It's a way of letting that be released. Mm. So for anyone who is skeptical, which I know there are people, Can you tell us a little bit about, if you can, the science behind energy and vibration and frequency and all of that? Yeah, I can try my best. I do have some YouTube videos somewhere because I get too excited about it. Um, But the overall is everything is made up of energy, the smallest particles, everything is actually energy um our thoughts are energy and and creates an effect around us so those intentions those words we say has a frequency to it that affects the energy around them um i wish i could could go into the more of the studies done but i have seen and if i can find these i will share them with you Mm. i have seen um where, and I'm not going to know the name of the device, but they, it was showing irritation in somebody's shoulder. Um, you could see it kind of as red. It was different, different colors that were showing the red part was the irritation They had an energy worker working on her. So the energy person was sitting behind, wasn't touching, was way back and was kind of like pulling. And you could see it on this device, the irritation go down. And that redness go away, it made way to, I think, orange orange or yellow was the other color. And I'm like, that's so fascinating. Mm. Um, and what could, what could you do to kind of test this is, like I said, the frequency of your thoughts, your words. If you spill milk on yourself before you leave for work for the day, like, oh, what the hell? Oh, this is the worst day ever. Okay, just clean it up, change. 
head outside like oh make it a point to be like oh wow what a pretty day like just mm. witness that happened clean it up move on make a point though to see something beautiful in your day so instead of my point is to be like this is a bad day you're gonna see the bad parts of the day and your your focus is gonna be there but if you turn and focus your energy on that good thing you're just gonna see more and more and more and what's that gonna do for yourself and your own energy is is lifted it's going to raise that vibration and raising your vibration and makes you feel good it makes you feel happy and you know what that's also contagious so yeah. my goal would be everybody learning reiki could you imagine a world where if somebody was hurt or sad other people would stop and just be with that person and just offer this healing mm-hmm. energy and it was perfectly acceptable I know it might be a long ways away, but, but I hope not. Reasons. Yeah, I hope not too. <laughs> that's one of the reasons behind me getting my teacher certification. Yeah. Like I, I'm going to do Reiki for others, but I also want them to be able to do that. And yeah. you can send healing energy to others. You can. Well, I mean, speaking of, I, I used to be Catholic as well. But speaking of that faith tradition or other faith traditions, people send prayer. Yes. And we know it works. Yes. And I know we're using different words here, but something I just uncovered with another guest was you might hear something 10, 15, 20, you know, a hundred times, and it doesn't hit home until you hear it in the words that really resonate and speak to your soul or she said to your synapses, the right synapses fire. Yes. When you hear it that way presented that way, that's when it takes hold. So if we can all just expand a little bit more and just love and accept a little bit more and realize that we're all actually speaking of the same energy, God, you know, spirit, mother, creator, whatever we're all actually speaking of the same thing and this thing that we're speaking of is far too vast for any of us to actually be able to speak of anyway so (laughs) i agree words may not be able to express what that is yeah words the word i i may have a feeling the feeling right the words won't do it justice yeah finding your community so, so many people when they're having these, and it doesn't even have to be a spiritual awakening or realization necessarily, but when they start to notice their life is changing and they don't feel like the person they were before, probably, and hopefully because they feel more of themselves coming through. Yes. Then what? You know, I am still in this point of where and who exactly is my community. So this is what I almost see happening is like, I've reached this point. It's time. Like, I I think we all need to create communities. First of all, community, get to know your neighbors, get to know everybody. That is important. But I do feel like there's specific souls that are supposed to like, like maybe your soul tribe, they might call it, um, that's just the name. Um, 
like your past, like you all are on your, their path. That's going to bring like you all together and merge at the time that it's supposed to. So I, it's almost like it's, it's just as written that way in the path may not be straight. It may go this way and this way and curve back. And then you guys are kind of meet up. So I do believe I'm, I'm starting to meet those people. I want to say that doing that Reiki and then everything that started, it wasn't just that it was so many things in my life, gaining my confidence, mm. finding my health, um, advancing in my career. There was so many things going on that I allowed myself to open more and I started meeting more people more people um and started finding more people who thought same things and were curious in the same things i did um recently i went on um an intuitive development retreat and amazing amazing women on this retreat and it was like i've never felt more myself in my life than uh, amongst that community It, it was amazing it was absolutely amazing. So we're all finding our way to each other. And it'll happen in time. What is it like to be in that community? So I still think I'm building my community, but I I'm I will talk specifically about these ladies on, on this retreat. It is nice to be on a retreat. You're away from from the noise of of work and responsibilities. Um, but to have people that I can talk to you about energy, like it's, I mean, why would we talk about anything else? Um, if I said that to just the first person walking by, they might look at me funny, but they might not, maybe they're into it. Um, and healing and like finding your purpose, like not everybody's at a point in their life where they're ready for that. So being in that space, that's purely accepting where everybody's cheering you on. Um, we were focusing on developing our intuition. So everybody was like right there. And that I would say they're even um, like adding energy to it. Like if you were in the gym trying to lift heavy weights, I think that's easier to do when you have a buddy there um, like my gym buddy was like, yeah, you've got it. Like, she'll actually go. Arr! And I swear to God, her making that noise. <laughs> I think she's helping me push it, but it's that energy she's contributing to me. So having a community that contributes to that energy to help you propel forward in your purpose is just, it's just bliss. I, I definitely felt my fullest when I had, and I still have that community. We, we're on Marco Polo together. Uh, it's wonderful. We just hop on any time. Um, but it's just so wonderful to know that, you know, maybe I work my nine to five jobs and I'm do the mom stuff and make the appointments and take care of the animals. But all this, like, we we still call it woo-woo stuff. Some people don't like it called woo-woo stuff. <laughs> we lovingly call it that. Like that reminding each other that that's real. That's in everything we do. So before my work meetings, I'm centering myself and calling in the energy, um, the guides to help me in this meeting and help this go well and smoothly. So it's just amazing. It's just amazing. 
this is so funny. Um, I had just written down, we were talking about people being connected, knowing who you need to connect with and that like soul tribe. And I had written down spider web because a a friend who I recently made part of my soul tribe and I were talking about how we felt like our entire lives, we were just zigzagging all over the place with no real sense of purpose. And we just felt super lost. And then she said, my partner said, Casey, that was your spider web that you were weaving. Now you can look back and see how it's all perfectly connected. Yes. Chills all over my body because I felt the same way. And then I said, whoa, what if we were all working on the same giant web and now we get to come together? I mean, I've got chills. So do I. And now we get to come together and marvel at what we've created together and how much stronger is it with all of us working together. That is it. And there is currently a spider web as I'm saying this, which is, which which is why I said, Whoa, there's a spider web between two of my plants over here. And it was just sparkling with the sun that was coming in. And I had just written that down totally separate from that. And then saw it out of the corner of my eye. And, you know, these are the synchronicities that happen when you are on the path that is right for you. Yes. The, the earth creator, God, spirit, I don't care what you call it, energy provides you with these moments of confirmation or feelings or people or whatever. And you just know, yes, okay, thank you. I'm on the right path. Because another thing I was going to ask you was what about self-doubt? What happens when that little voice creeps in and you go, oh my gosh, maybe I am crazy. Maybe this isn't actually happening. Maybe I'm only seeing it because I want to see it. What do you do with that? So more important to allow for that community to be made. Um, And I, I know I keep going back to the retreat, but that was a very common theme for a lot of us was self doubt. Mm. So when we did these intuitive practices on mediumship and channeling and psychic readings, we were in awe when we say goodbye to self-doubt that, that this was it. It was doing it. It was also realizing that maybe it's not like this amazing, crazy experience. And now I know, I see that, you know, or now I'm connecting to, no, it was really it was letting go of self doubt and trusting that subtle knowing mm-hmm. that's inside you. Um, and yeah, your community can really, really, really help strengthen that. Mm-hmm. I still love your spider web thing though, because every little thing we have gone through has made us and shaped us and brought what needed to be brought into our life for us to be here at this very moment. And who we are at this yeah. very moment. And and it's really in, if you really think about that, wow. <laughs> like, wow. Like somewhere, I don't even know, billions and trillions and millions of years ago where stars collided and matter was started to create. Like all that had to happen to, to get to this, to get to where we are. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And I think about this often 
that I used to laugh when, when people would say, oh, we're all stardust. <laughs> I know. And then I thought about it and I was like, wait a minute. We are. <laughs> we are. And we all originated and came from the same mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. Matter. All of it. So it's not so crazy and far off to get to a point where you can look at other people, you know, as you're walking down the street or driving or whatever, and say, part of me recognizes part of them. Yes. I love it. Don't get so busy in in what we've grown as a society to see like that hustle culture that I have to go there. I got to be there at this time. And then I got to do this. And my job's only good if I actually always work over. Stop, stop and notice these things. Notice how magical I'm going to use that word. We love that word. Um, every moment actually is you're going to find it. It's going to totally change your life. If you do that. Mm. yeah even just that Mm -hmm. yeah I've started telling myself regularly there is no rush stop saying we have to or hurry or we've got a rush there's no rush rush. ever there is no rush and also on a practical side you will be much safer if you have your wits about you and you're present Yes. And you're fully thinking about what's unfolding right now. Yes. Versus walking out the front door, locking the door and going, oh, crap. Did I remember my keys? You know, how many times have I done this? And I just have to remind myself, stop rushing things. Yeah. Because if you do forget your keys or lock yourself out or whatever the case may be, that's going to slow you down way more than if you would have just paused for a moment and been present and centered yourself before. I also feel like the universe kind of meets your expectation, the energy you're putting out. So when you're like, should I leave at exactly this time or exactly this time so that I meet up with them at exactly the right, I'm starting to say it's going to happen when it's supposed to. And lo and behold, we, this person I'm meeting, we arrive at the same time. Mm. um nothing goes goes wrong we get there when we're supposed to get there the universe just kind of matches that energy that you're putting out so let go of that hustle let go of the should need must be it's much more fascinating and we've all gotten very good at quieting our soul whispers Mm, yes but we all have them you can call it conscience god soul universe yeah you know when it's happening because you get this very almost urgent like tap in you that goes, hey, 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 I need you to do this thing or please pay attention to this. And it might not make sense then, but if we all got better at listening to those mm-hmm. urges, yes, what could we do? Yeah, <laughs> much more harmony in our life, we'd see. Absolutely. Practice for a day, a week. See how your life changes when you yeah. quiet yeah, yourself true. and listen. See what happens. Trust it. Yeah. Trust Do some it. experimentation. Yeah. yeah. 
I think that's really important to say, especially when we're speaking of energy and Reiki and things that people may not be able to physically see. Okay, great. Test it, try it out and see if it works for you. Let the evidence speak for itself. Exactly. Okay. So if someone were listening to this and said, cool, this is like the first I've ever heard of this, but I'm kind of intrigued. What would a good first step be? Um, well, from my point of view, besides doing those little things and those little changes in your day, um, the best thing I could offer from my own experience is a reggae session. Yeah. What happens? Notice. Notice what happens around you. Try, try things you don't normally do. And just be open. Just be open to the thought that or the belief that, you know, everything's working in your favor. And that this is just such a beautiful existence. And there's so much good out there. Doesn't hurt to try yes. and experience that. Guarantee you'll get hooked. It's that old saying, if you want something you've never had, you've got to do something you've never done. Absolutely. Absolutely. So step beyond, you know, courage is not an absence of fear. We get this wrong. Courage is action in the presence of fear. Right. We're all courageous because we all experience fear over things. Mm -hmm. What sets the courageous people apart is the ones who are willing to take that tiny little step and say, okay, I'm doing this, even though I'm a little bit scared of it. Yeah. So I encourage people to just try something different. That's right. Be aware of your energy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, for sure. All right. I have five rapid fire random questions for you. Okay. <laughs> They're totally random. Left field. I okay. did change one at the last minute though, because you mentioned Hogwarts. So what is your Hogwarts house? <laughs> I've never thought about that, but I'd, I'd probably would. Yeah. My instinct would be Gryffindor. Where do you feel most at home? I feel most at home when I'm connecting with someone about like right now I feel most at home inside myself having this discussion with someone who's open to it being with like-minded community so it's more of a win I love that yeah long walk or long nap Okay, this is a tough one for me because long walk, this is this is something that's always been a thing for me. I want to be there and experience, but long nap, it would go by so fast. Like it would go by so fast, <laughs> but I probably need it, but I could have some cool dreams. So see, that's the thing. I want to see it and experience it and soak it all in. So I'm afraid my nap would just be like, go to sleep and ping, wake up and not that it wouldn't be beneficial. <laughs> what is the most exciting event you remember as a child? Oh, geez. This shouldn't be that hard for me to come up with. I almost can't come up with it. <laughs> I almost can't come up as a small child. I, I, 
I can think of a teen and that was like falling in love. Oh, you know, that boyfriend when all that mattered is your boyfriend in high school. Oh, those were the days to not have all the other <laughs> worries. Yeah. What book changed your life? Mm. Well, I loved it. You know what? I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I'm going to say, I might have to say Harry Potter. And I'm not one of those people who live and breathe Harry Potter, guys. It was an opening at the time for me to realize there could be so much more going on in this world. Aww. Now, do I have That's some cool. books I would recommend? Yes. But I would have to say that may have been the first time that I consciously remember or maybe any time reading like that there was like this other world besides what I um, experience on a daily basis. Yeah, totally. Well, thank you for joining us. This was wonderful. I really enjoyed our conversation. Thanks, me too. If you'd like to learn more about Reiki with Heather, visit her website, ReikiHeather757.com. That is spelled R-E-I-K-I. H E A T H E R and the numbers 757.com or find her on Facebook, same address, facebook.com backslash Reiki with Heather 757. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of Passionate Pursuits powered by Corns Coaching LLC. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe now. This show is completely ad-free, so if you gain value from listening, please leave a review and share with a friend. I am so grateful for you.